are listening to the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. You cannot counter-program the love, the genuine feeling, the damn revolution that is all elite wrestling! This is One with the Undercard, All Elite Edition. Welcome on in. It's episode number 15 of One with the Undercard, All Elite Edition. And don't forget, go to holdfastcoffeeco.com and use that promo code HEELTURN20 and get 20% off your basket right now. And with that being said, I'm going to bring in my esteemed co-host once again this week, Silky J. Johnson. What's going on, Jay? What's going on, Lance? I am excited to bring you the best in and worst in all elite wrestling. I am excited to bring you the best and only the best in Hold Fast Coffee. Welcome on in, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a great uh, go-home episode, I believe, anyway. A great go-home episode. It was. This was yeah. much better. Much better absolutely. than what we've seen the last two weeks. Oh, absolutely. This is a, the go-home edition uh, for uh, All Out this Saturday. Uh, me and Jay will be covering that show. Uh, we'll be watching it live together. It's very exciting about that. But yeah, I mean, this is the go-home edition, and this will be an extended edition of One with the Undercard because we will be giving our all-out picks at the end of the episode, so you can all hang on with bated breath. Buckle up. Your, yes, and as we figure out what we're going to do with that information but uh yeah we'll start this week like we start every single week with the ratings and and AEW ran unopposed this week for those who don't know NXT ran on Tuesday rather than Wednesday it was headlined by the 60-man Iron Man match Tommaso Ciampa Johnny Gargano Adam Cole and Finn Balor for the NXT title that did an 849,000 viewer show Dynamite this week 928,000 uh, the point three six and the eighteen to forty nine demo finished eighth eighth for the night in cable. Hmm. There's been rumors that NXT will be moving from Wednesday night. Jay, when you hear something like that, how does it make you feel, buddy? I'm I'm genuinely not opposed to both of them running on separate nights. I think it's good for wrestling. I don't think that, and I've said this before. I don't think that this has to be a competition necessarily. We don't have to recreate yeah. the Monday Night Wars. We can just have. Uh, NXT on a Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. Um, I think it's good for wrestling. I probably won't watch NXT. Um, and who knows? Maybe I will. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I think that, that competition is the enemy right now of professional wrestling. It's, it's great that we have um, competition to make things, um, to make things uh, sort of stand out, I guess. We, we need competition in that aspect. Um, otherwise the product will get stale, which is why so many people were frustrated with WWE for so many years. But I think not having them go head to head on Wednesday night is, is good for the product. Uh, I saw something the other day, the NXT, um, before AEW aired on, uh, before AEW aired on TNT, they had like one or two title matches per title for like the last three or four or five years. And, since AEW started, they've had like five, and they've had multiple uh, um, triple threat matches and multiple fatal four ways and etc. And I wonder. I'm hopeful that the uh, the eight man tags will slow down in AEW as well. 
Yeah. Uh, you've been openly critical of the eight-man tags over the last couple of it's weeks. It's so infuriating. We can't yeah, escape it, them. You can't, you, can't, you can't seem to get away from them. But uh, this week's episode of Dynamo is a little bit different. Excalibur back at the commentary booth. If you've been listening to us uh, in the archives, which you should be every week, uh, you, you know that how we feel about this Excalibur situation. We feel like there's been no... Uh, explanation, which is, you know, either a good or bad thing, depending on who, uh, who you ask, you know, us personally, we feel like there should have been maybe an explanation, but at the same time, I feel like, um, at this point, I feel like Tony Khan has, has kind of vetted it. You would hope. And, uh, Excalibur has served his suspension here. Uh, how do you feel about Excalibur being back in the commentary booth? this Is it a suspension? I don't know. Nobody's told me anything. And AEW is doing a really good job at making you draw conclusions, which I don't love all of the time. I think it's great for, for certain angles. Like is, uh, uh, is Colt Cabana part of the dark order? I don't know. Um, there's no, you know, there's no answer to that question. Is Tully Blanchard associated with FTR? Yes, apparently they have matching jackets now, um, but nobody told us before uh, they just kind of showed up. So they do a really good job at just making us draw conclusions, which is both infuriating and fine for like it's it's good for it's good for certain angles, but it, it does not always work 100 percent of the time. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on that. 100 percent of the time it works 25 percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, that's – and as wrestling fans, you know, obviously we we understand being part of the internet wrestling community. Uh, it's one of the most toxic things I've ever seen in my life. Like, I think that wrestling fans are the worst people on earth uh, just because they, they're always openly critical about things, and even when the things they want to see happen, happen, uh, they're still not happy. This is something that uh, – I don't know if people were necessarily clamoring for, but um, it, it's so I'm glad that AEW is able to go back to a sense of normalcy with Excalibur at the booth. Although I was starting to get used to Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Taz, uh, but for me, Jim Ross just doesn't hasn't been doing it for me in AEW. I don't know if it's his lack of interest, and I've I've said this you know time and time again. So Excalibur for me. I mean, right now, he's kind of the voice of, of all elite wrestling. And I don't think that I'm really going on a limb there because he's called literally every show, you know, up mm-hmm. until that point. So it's kind of nice to he- see him get back to a little bit of normalcy. Although, I would like to, I would like to have some kind of explanation on what happened um, with that leaked video footage and things like that. But yeah. I guess we'll never get an answer to that, Jay. So, Well, hey, let's talk about this opening match here. Best friends versus Santana and Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Lance, go ahead and take it away. All right, so uh, Santana and Ortiz make their way out to the ring. Best friends just attack them from behind. Uh, you know, they go into the ringside area and they're fighting on the outside. They should have just uh, – somebody made a good point uh, a little bit ago that I was talking to about this, and they said that they should have just made this a street fight because this, this is how you could have just started it from here. Um, you could have just had the best friends attacking uh, Santana and Ortiz from behind. But unfortunately, that's not what this is. This is just a normal tag team match. Uh, Santana tosses – Taylor off the ramp onto a pile of chairs and then uh that Chuck Taylor had built he was yeah. he, did, he did Legos for like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah but then he also takes a bump onto the chairs they finally get into the ring um and the, the referee finally calls for the would belt. you like to know how long it took for them to get in the ring for uh Bryce Remsburg to to ring the bell 
Why don't you? Why don't you enlighten me, Jay? Six minutes and fifty-one seconds. Six minutes and fifty-one seconds to get from the initial uh, best friends attack from behind for all four men to get in the ring. Six, Six minutes, minutes fifty-one seconds. That's a, that's an eternity on TV, by the way. Bro. Yes, it uh-huh. felt like an eternity. Yeah, absolutely. The only reason I didn't fast forward is because I was like, I was thought I would miss the match not starting ever. <laughs> uh, the referee calls for the bell, and Taylor was still out on the chairs, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, uh, they finally get in the ring. Taylor hits, you know, Santana and Ortiz with some with some offense. They kind of go back and forth. Uh, Taylor hits a boot to the face and hits a cool Falcon arrow. And picks up a two count on Santana. Uh, more back and forth action. Uh, Taylor trips Santana onto the apron and trimp, trimp, Trent has Ortiz on his back, and they and they slam him down. Another near fall, but in the end, uh, Santana and Ortiz hit the street sweeper, and then they pick up the win after about seven minutes. How do you feel about Santana and Ortiz picking up the win here against the best friends? The only thing that went right about this match was the finish. I think. Yeah. I think Santana and Ortiz need to pick up a win to look strong. Mm-hmm. I think that the inner circle has looked really weak recently. Yeah. Um, so I think them hitting the street sweeper is, is important. And I, I think they're going to, I think it's going to be best friends, Santana and Ortiz at all out, or they'll at least don't... be in the, they'll at least be in the casino battle Royal match. And yeah. so that will be, um, that will be con- this, this feud, expect this feud to continue beyond all out. Yeah, like I, to me, um, this match should be on All Out, not been announced yet, which is kind of bizarre for me because I feel like this is a tag team match that you've been building to for weeks now. And I know that they've had their battles on Dynamite and things like that, but uh, leaving this off the show, I just don't, uh, I don't get it right now anyway. I mean, they could add it later on down the line. Uh, but uh, I actually just wrote uh, a prediction page for the website that I write for, tjrwrestling.net, and we did not cover this match at all in the prediction. So I don't know, man. To, to announce it the day of, I think, would be a mistake. I think now you just leave it off the show. Now, yeah. if, you're, if it hasn't been announced yet, just leave it off the show because we're, we're a day and a half out. We don't need any more. We're going to get into all out and the matches and our predictions. And, and as we go through that, you're going to understand there's a lot of matches on all out that have zero heat. Zero heat. So you don't need to add any more to that. You don't need to add, you know what I mean? So uh, I think it's a mistake leaving this tag team match off of the show. But at the same time, since you left it off the show, you've made that decision. Keep it off the show now. Don't try to put it on now because I feel like there's too many shows with no heat, so or too many matches without heat. Um, next, we get an MJF segment. He's doing a uh, promo with the neck brace on. Obviously, MJF has a walker. Um, he just looks. It just looks. I mean, this is typical heel stuff. Uh, obviously, his lawyer Mark Sterling will be taking on John Moxley later on in the night. Uh, Wardlow pulls Sterling out of a room and MJF uh, gives him a little bit of a pep talk about kicking Moxley's ass. I mean, here, Jay, we've been openly, we've been openly positive about MJF. How did you feel about this promo here? I thought it was fine. I thought it was, I thought it was on brand with uh, the things that MJF has been doing. Um, Yeah, it's enjoyable. I'm, I'm excited about Moxley versus MJF. Like their promos together have made me excited about the match. 
Yeah, um, that's something. Yeah. That's something I'm going to cover when we talk about all out. I'm, this feels like the build to this pay per view, especially the big time matches. I'm looking at the two matches: the the AEW World Title match and the AEW Tag Team Title match. I feel like the builds to those two matches have been just. I mean, off the wall good, and I feel like this is just an old school feeling pay-per-view to me where I'm legitimately excited, and that's why I think that the quarterly pay-per-views for AEW really come into play. I'm very excited about this show. You know, we've watched the last three shows together, Jay, and I got to say, man, I'm just as excited about this one as I was in Double or Nothing in May, and and so I think it'll be a good show overall. Um, Next, we have the eight-man tag team match, which is, of course, uh, Silky's favorite, uh, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, take in the Jurassic Express, which are Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, flanked by Marco Stunt, uh, taking on SCU and Private Party, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, Mark Quinn, and Isaiah Cassidy. The winners of this match, Jay. Why don't you tell everybody what the winners get in this match? The winners get to poop in each other's mouths for thirty minutes on All Out. Yes, I uh, the uh, this. Before you break the match down, let me just tell you about my frustrations about this. These, Uh like, whatever match this is will have absolutely zero heat going in. I'm, like, I'm 0% interested in in a match because I have, they've given me no reason to care. It's just another excuse to put eight people in a ring uh, for an undetermined amount of time for an undetermined amount of chaos. Now, this match... For an eight-man tag match was mostly good. Uh, I think it was a tale of two matches. Uh, the Jurassic Express uh, and SCU had a wrestling match, and then of course the Bucks and um, Private Party. Private Party had a gymnastics match. <laughs> Go ahead and break it down for us. The, the, the tale of two two styles, if you will. Um, we've been again openly critical of the Young Bucks. The way their style goes, very fast paced but it feels choreographed a lot of the time. Uh, Kazarian and Jungle Boy start the match off, and they're mat wrestling for it about was a so minute. so good. Yeah. I mean, look, this is quality wrestling right here. And I think Jungle Boy's a star. I think Kazarian's a good veteran that can help the younger guys. And here, yeah. this is a perfect example of that. Um, Mark Quinn gets the tag and hits a drop kick on, on Matt Jackson, you know. And they go back and forth. Uh, there's an employee, AEW employee outside that had a uh, sign mentioning Hangman. A very Matt clearly Jack- was a plant. Yes. And uh, Matt comes out, rips up the sign, and pours the beer on him. I mean, that's going to be <laughs> – stuff like that's just going to be there naturally. Um, Kazarian, you know, he dominated. trying to pick up heat? That was that – was, Yeah. The guy's obviously a plant, but, like, what do the Young Bucks need to have heat for? They're, they're a babyface team. Yeah, I mean that's this that's the, my issue with this eight man tag is it's baby faces baby faces against baby faces. There's no heels here. Yeah, you know, and matches like that. Well, the I heels are all beating each other up later in the show, but we'll get to that. Yeah, and uh, well, you mentioned it, man. There's no there's no heat going into this match. There's no heat going into the match at all out, and that's because you have an eight man tag team with four teams that are all baby faces. I just I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to a commercial break. When they come back, uh, Jungle Boy is still isolated in, in the opponent's corner. They did a really good job isolating him here. I love good tag team wrestling. I can never uh, – I, I never get an, uh, enough of it, that's for sure. Um, they they kind of – the Young Bucks and, and 
Luchas or the Jurassic Express kind of, you know, make a little bit of a comeback. And then in the end, Luchasaurus kicks Daniels out of the ring and the Young Bucks hit the BTE trigger, which is the double knees of the head and pick up the win in 14 minutes, which means it'll be the Young Bucks against Jurassic Express at all out. And this is one of those matches that I mentioned have zero heat to it. Wrong have good guy. The, yeah. the wrong team won this match. It's, and let me be uh, let me be clear here. Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian are absolute studs, and we need to see them more on television. What's yeah. infuriating is so like they're they're out performing wrestling moves instead of gymnastics routines. But when mm-hmm. like when Christopher Daniels hits that uh, split leg moonsault, um, it's it looks good. It lands really well. It looks real. And like that's some like that's the high flying stuff. And high flying stuff is good to an extent. And I think SCU do a really good job at that. And Frankie Kazarian does the ninja kicks and it looks really cool. Like the guy looks like he should have a black belt. Hmm. But the young bucks doing the BTE trigger, the the two V trigger. And if I never see another V trigger again in my life, that would be fine. Um, I'm not going to like drive my car off a bridge over a V trigger, but I also could go without seeing one again. When the young bucks do this choreographed routine, it just feels so fake. Yeah. Dropping the hard F here on, on one with the underground. I, uh, but I got to agree with you. It just feels a lot of young bucks matches feel rushed. They feel like, all right, we need to get to the, all the spots to get the crowd moving, but there's no crowd here. I think the Young Bucks are a team. Now, let me preface this by saying I think the Young Bucks are a great tag team. I do. I think for what they do, they're very good at it. With saying that, though, I feel like right now they're a team that's kind of being exposed for lack of crowd heat because most of the time they're built on you know the crowd being there and stuff, and it just I don't know. I'm just not a Young Bucks guy the last couple of weeks, I'll just say. Um, them going into a match at Jurassic Express, look, the Young Bucks lose all the time. Uh, not to spoil one of my picks here, but I think the Young Bucks run all over Jurassic Express because they yeah. lose. You know, Young Bucks lose 75% of the time, and I get it what they're trying to do. They're trying to be like, oh, look at us. We're not playing favoritism because we're losing all the time. But you're, you also have to win some matches, man. You gotta yeah. win some matches, and I feel like this is especially if you're building to FTR and the Young Bucks rivalry, which we think they are. Um, you gotta win some matches, otherwise that's just gonna be a squash. You know, yeah, it's, just, it's not gonna make any sense. So, um, I, I, I'll disagree with you on the fact that I think the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express was the right call to win here, uh, but uh, I don't think that uh, it's get, got me overly excited for their match. Uh, at all out. Um, Let me ask you this. A tag yeah. team match between the Young Bucks and U.S. Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles and Gabby Douglas. Who wins? I mean, look, you're talking, you're pulling from, you're pulling from the deep tracks here. Simone Biles is my girl. All right? <laughs> who so, wins I, in a tag team match, in a, in a tag team gymnastics match between the two of them? I don't uh, know. I got it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's up in the air. One shall never know, I suppose. That, but, that uh, I'm more interested in seeing, actually, than eight, uh, than uh, Young Bucks versus FTR. Solid. But moving solid. on. Let, we don't have to talk about this match anymore. <laughs> I'm done talking about this. I'm done talking about it. 
<laughs> Jake Hager's backstage, and he tells Orange Cassidy that Jericho wants him ringside for his match against Joey Janela tonight. It was super and goofy. The delivery yeah. was way goofy. The, yeah. the end result, it works, but like it's just super goofy. It's Yeah, I Jake Hager is not the best talker in the world. And um that's not really it hasn't really affected him yet. You know, it's not something that really uh, I don't think Henderson Christ. I, I I'm I'm asking you an honest question here, Jay. How many times has Jake Hager wrestled since he's been in AEW? Twice? Well, like times, less than ten. It's it's been less than five. Less yeah. than ten. It's been less than five, man. As like, far as singles matches go, way less than five. Because he was in the he was in the uh, stadium stampede match. Yeah, uh, he lost to John Moxley. He wrestled Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, like in an obscure in his first. So you know, give him four or five matches. That's all he's had in AEW, and he's been there since the start. He's he was he debuted on the on the debut edition of Dynamite, and uh, I don't know, man. I just. Uh, I buy him as Jericho's muscle. I buy him as nothing else. I don't buy him as a credible opponent in the ring. He has that double leg slam that's like a mixture between a high crotch and a spine buster. It looks ugly. Um, it doesn't look powerful. It looks like a it looks like a six or seven on the on the power move scale. Um, but yeah, no, like he's he's super underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, especially since he's made his uh, AEW debut. So uh, FTR is backstage. Dax Harwood and, and Cash Wheeler. They're giving a pep talk to their manager, Tully Blanchard. I have been just, I have been over the moon for this pairing. I think this is a perfect, a perfect uh, a marriage made in heaven, Tully Blanchard and FTR. And uh, when I get to our all out picks, man, I think there's going to be a big angle. There's going to be a big angle with that show that I think is really going to, you know, rock AEW to its core. Uh, Tully tells them that he thinks they're going to win the titles on Saturday to keep their eye on the prize, and he'll be there at ringside to see it live. Um, they said that they respect Paige and they like him. The prestige and the honor of being the AEW Tag Team Champions is even more to him. It's even more important to him, I should say. Uh, Harwood said that on Saturday they will fear the revolution, which I think is the sickest. I don't know. I I love it. I just love everything these guys do. Uh, and then they say top guys out uh, when they're about to uh, head out. I was over the moon for this promo. I am so ready for this AEW tag team match. What says you, Jay? This is the match I'm most excited for, hands down. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. I, 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 it's not even the match that I'm excited to see more so than it's like the, the next chapter in the storyline that I'm excited to see. Yeah, exactly. Like and it's, they're obviously going to have a quality match. Um, yeah. They're four of the best workers in the company that are going to be in this match. Yeah. And if you, if it's anything like uh, the young bucks and Kenny Omega and Adam page, the match they had for the, the tag team titles. I mean, come on. That show it was, I believe, is a double. As a young buck, show. as a young bucks hater, that was still a great match. I love that man. That was a four and a half out of five star match for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, next, you got Kenny Omega right after. Obviously, he's one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions, and they will be facing uh, FTR at All Out. Uh, he says uh, he just. 
The thing about Omega here is he is not known for... Omega's not known for his promos, but I think here he did all right. What, what do you think? I mean, just right off the top before we kind of break down what he said in the promo. Omega got censored. Yes, uh, he did. Uh, this is news coming via Forbes. Apparently, uh, apparently AEW is allowed to say shit once an hour. Um, and uh, apparently what Omega had to say was so bad that he got censored. Uh, so I think that's interesting because Omega doesn't strike me as that guy. Uh, yeah. His promo was fine. Um, like you said, he's not known for his promos. He's definitely much more known for his in-ring work. Um, but FTR come down and they come out with their cooler and Kenny Omega says, you know, come down here, beat my ass. Let's get this over with, you know, three of you, one of me, let's get this over with. And they offer an olive branch. They offer him a chalky. Uh, they offer him some chocolate milk. Mm. Uh, mm. And, I'm, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, this Hangman is... comes down to the ring. They've got the circles painted around his eyes, so he looks super drunk. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, some some good, interesting psychology. I don't. I'm unsure in this moment if if FTR are uh, on page's side if they're if they're trying to get in his head i don't know what what do you think that's the thing though um i think that that is all gonna build and culminate at all out the questions are running rampant ftr has said multiple times they respect adam page they think he's a good wrestler but they might not respect kenny omega in that same light so it's very interesting here and and, and you use the great word it's great psychology here uh this is wrestling 101 Go into the pay-per-view with a little bit of question. Make people buy it to find out the answer. So I'm how do they say all in? Yeah, I was uh, actually a funny story. Uh, Somebody asked me to if I wanted to um, talk to them about all out. Just I don't know. It was a random question, but I said I am all in on that. So (laughs) no pun intended. But uh, I think it's it's a good dynamic. And yes, that is my most. I'm. I'm very excited for that match. That might be my most anticipated match uh, for this Saturday at All Out. Um, Next, we have Chris Jericho being interviewed backstage by Alex Marvez. Uh, Jericho mentions uh, he experiences... Jericho talks about experiencing stuff for the first time and that fans for the first time will experience the Mimosa Mayhem match. I still hate this concept. It's so hokey. You just... Have a normal ass match. Look, I'm telling you right now, somebody's going in there. Somebody's going in there, and it'll either be during the match or after the match. But somebody's going in this vat of crap. You know, I just it has to be like. There's yeah. no way that somebody doesn't fall in, even if they. I'm. I don't want to ruin my pick. Um, yeah, I got you. Um, Jericho says that Cassidy's wow. going to get hit with the Judas effect. He's going to make him tap out to the walls of Jericho. He actually said that on this show. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said he's going to send him into the mimosa. And he said, Joey Janela tonight is a sacrifice. And look, nobody in the world thinks Joey Janela was going to win this match. Nobody in the fucking no. world. You know, like nobody. I didn't mean to drop the hard F there, but come on now. That's the way we got to do it on this show. Yeah, Whenever give, give me a break. Joey Janela doesn't win this match in any world. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. And nothing against Joey Janela, but like, and 
Yeah, this is to get heat on Jericho going into the pay-per-view. So obviously. So let's just jump into it. Yeah. Chris Jericho and Joey Janela next. Chris Jericho wins in four minutes after putting on the Lion Tamer, which I'm I'm just a big fan of that of that name. I have always preferred that over the walls of Jericho, the Lion Tamer. I always thought that was a and you ever notice the um I don't know how well versed you are, Jay, on old Chris Jericho matches, but the Lion Tamer used to put his knee right in the back of your neck and it looked just devastating. Yeah. It looked like it hurt like hell, you know? Yeah. So I mean, but Jericho wins here, obviously. I mean, they're not gonna have him lose right before he goes into the you know. So yeah. um why don't you why don't you kind of go into what happened after the match though? Well, after the match we have uh we have a little confrontation with Orange Cassidy who's sitting in the side. And wouldn't you know, Cassidy gets busted open, which in oh. a pandemic uh, bothers me that Chris Jericho is like wiping Orange Cassidy's. But he's wearing an Orange Cassidy shirt to the ring uh, in an attempt to get in his head, which makes all kinds of sense. It's it's some decent psychology again being shown here, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they're ah, even though there's heat going into this match, I'm not excited about it. Anyway, he 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 puts the blood on his own shirt of Orange Cassidy, and even on his face, which felt odd uh, in the middle of a, a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I, I tend to agree with you here. This is the, just f- f- spoiler alert, this is the second time we see some, or this is the first of two times that we see somebody get busted open on the night. Um, but uh, Orange Cassidy here, bleeding, Jericho grabs the blood. You're right. It, it's kind of weird in the middle of a pandemic. I was actually watching an old wrestling show with my wife, and she mentioned that, uh, wow, in the state we're living in now, we were watching a match where it was really bloody. <laughs> She's like, in a state that we're like in now, I can't believe that this shit was like allowed, you know? Yeah. So, um, but he, seeing it here is odd. I think that we've become desensitized a little bit uh, to blood in wrestling because we have only had WWE who doesn't have blood all that often. So yeah. I think that there's, AEW, there's color on AEW a lot. Yeah. I've noticed that too. There's a lot of blood, which I'm a fan of most of the time. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a video package talking, uh, Matt Hardy taking on Sammy Guevara, uh, in a broken rules match it all out. The rules are simple. It's almost like a street fight and a last man standing combined. I don't know why you just don't Where call did you it hear the rules of that. Nobody, nobody explained this to me. Yeah, well, um, when I was doing the prediction page, uh, and uh, the guy that runs the website, TJR, John, he's a real great dude, uh, he actually broke it down for me. Um, and it was a, just, it's essentially a street fight. That's essentially what it is. And, but it's also whoever can't answer the count of 10. And another stipulation added was that if Matt Hardy loses the match, he's done in AEW for good. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. Yeah, that's, I mean, obviously you're just telegraphing uh, what our pick is going to be for that match, by the way. Because um, there's no way, that, come on, Matt Hardy, like, he's not going to go anywhere, you know? So unless he's going to take some time off, you know, I don't think that, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. So yeah. um, then you have Team Taz coming out with, with Jay's favorite man and his favorite facial hair, Brian Cage holding the FTW title, which means nothing. And they're out with Ricky Starks as well. Okay. Tag- I, hear me when I say, I think that Brian Cage's music is sick. <laughs> okay. He's Something got great entrance music. He's got great <laughs> entrance music. 
He has okay. or like everything else sucks so much. <laughs> everything else about Brian Cage except everything for- else about Brian Cage's facial hair sucks. <laughs> Jesus. Also at Brian Cage, uh, come at Lance on Twitter and I'll fight you in real life. Okay, well, we're going to continue to do this until Brian Cage answers our challenge. Um, Taz talks about uh, his guys being in the Casino Battle Royal and winning it. Uh, He threatens Darby Allin and mentions that Lance Archer's also in the match and that he better beware as well. Jake comes down. Before we go any farther, is it just me or does The Rock look sick? Like physically sick? I think that's a bad, ill-timed joke, seeing how The Rock just came out yesterday. He says that him and his entire family have COVID. No, gosh dang it. I was trying to make a funny... I didn't know that. I was just yeah. trying to make a bad joke about how Ricky Starks looks goofy, like the <laughs> great value version of The Rock. Yeah. I, I, what, I, 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 the Rock and his family as, as they recover from COVID. Yes. Ill-timed joke there by my boy Silky J. Well, but, this is how the show ends. <laughs> this is it. The Rock's going to find out because he's an avid listener. He's he's uh, with, Rock, I know you're listening. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean it. You can beat Lance's ass off or online. Your choice. Sounds. He is, sounds a, he is a true Rudy Pooh among Rudy Poohs. So <laughs> do your thing, Rock. Yeah. Uh, Jake comes down to ringside with Lance Archer, and he says that Taz and everybody in his team are just squirrels trying to get a nut. There is another inter- interruption by Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade, which is the new, I guess, the new stable, even though AEW doesn't feel like they need any more stables. Um, and then Darby Allen comes down, and it's just they all start kind of they all start kind of brawling, getting ready for the casino battle royal. Are you excited about the the battle royal at all? Not in the least. Mm-hmm. It's Obviously, just, you know, all the bad guys flood the ring, and it's it's bad guys against bad guys, and it's annoying. Except for Darby, except for Darby Allen, and then um, you know, so well, the, the, the bad right. guys like Griff Garrison hits the ring. Oh, not my boy Griff Garrison. Okay, Griff hits the ring. He's Our- he's the modern day Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Very exciting stuff. Uh, um, the one Billy Gunn comes and hits the ring as well. He gets some shots in on uh, on Jake Hager or Brian Cage. I can't remember which one. Mm. Um, but uh, also Jake Hager, or not Jake Hager, um, the other goofy heel, um, Lance Archer and Brian Cage. Uh, <laughs> goofy start, heel. They, they start fighting with each other, and it just looked so fake. <laughs> Dropping a hard F twice in one episode, man. It, just, it looked mad corny. Okay. Okay, I feel it. Well, you think that's corny. Right in the middle of the brawling, they cut to a Dark Order package. Which is which sucked even more. Oh, God. Like, AEW, damn it. Hire me to do your video production, please. Like, it's like, there's always an awkward thing like this all the time. And it's kind of charming sometimes. And then sometimes it's just charming. <laughs> Like this. This pissed me off, dude. I don't need to see the Dark Order. Can I say something about the Dark Order really quickly? As long as it's critical. Yes. Brody Lee dominates Cody, wins the TNT title. The TNT title goes from being defended every single week to we get these damn promos 
I don't care. I've heard Brody Lee speak already, man. Defend the damn title. Whoa, on Dynamite. Whoa, whoa. It's super uninteresting. Wow. I don't understand it, man. Obviously, the Dark Order's going to be on All Out. There's going to be an eight-man tag team match at All Out <sighs> with the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, and Grayson. Take well, at, least on- it's, at least it's their, like, top guys. It's not their stupid yeah. job guys. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Not the NWOB squad, if you will. Oh, um, oh, uh, with the likes of Vincent and Stevie Ray and the Disciple. You know, those just a real, you know. Uh, <laughs> what a real be, treat we could have had. Yes, absolutely. But they'll be taking on Scorpio Sky, Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, and the Natural Nightmares, who are super underwhelming as a tag team. I think QT Marshall, after the facial expressions we got last week, should never wrestle again. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, this is a pretty standard stuff. I mean, wouldn't you say? What's what it is, but like, what's frustrating about it is the. I'll save it for my predictions. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thunder Rosa takes on Serena Deeb. Oh, finally, something good happens in the match or in Who the do you episode. Think this match. Uh, obviously, obviously Thunder Rosa. Break it down for us, Jay. You know, uh, allow me to tell you about the wrestling match that was the, honestly, the match of the night. Okay. This was so good. And uh, some people might be critical and say that Thunder Rosa should have squashed, um, what's her name again? Serena Deeb. Um, there are going to be some people who say that she should have squashed her as both were making their AEW debut. But this match was competitive. This was fun. This was, There was just straight-up wrestling. This was yeah. great. There was no gymnastics. There was just, like, there was just aggression. There was just wrestling being done right. This was so... This was the match of the night by far. Man, Jay, why don't you tell us how you really feel about this match, buddy? Give me this match 100 times before you give me the Young Bucks against Jurassic Express on Saturday. <laughs> so I'm serious, and I like I like Jurassic Express, but I don't love the gymnastics match that's going to follow. This was just straight up a great, solid, quality wrestling match. You're right. You're right. Uh, Rosa uh, Rosa hits a Death Valley driver, which is one of my favorite moves in wrestling, I think. That move just looks cool. Uh, and then finally finishes her off with the Thunder Driver, which is also a sick name for that yeah, move. That's, the Thunder that's a driver. cool name. That's, I think the name Thunder Rosa is really cool. If at we're, first, if we're at the first time I heard it, I thought it sounded like Ponderosa. Mm. But the more that I see it, the more I see what it actually it is and looks like and it's it's badass yeah absolutely so i was just as high on this match uh i think that the sheeta and rosa have the opportunity to really elevate the women's division uh on saturday really put it yeah. in a new league so i i'm very excited for that match because i'm hopeful for rosa you know. to make uh the move to aew because she just looked very impressive yeah, and I, they, I like their women's division is lacking, and we've been oh, critical yeah. of the women's division. 
Oh, yes, we have. Yes, we have. Uh, we get the typical John Moxley promo with the uh, AEW He's title. buried somewhere in the stadium. Yes, you're right. Uh, he says that on Saturday night when the bell rings, all the distractions will be gone and all the crap, and it's just mono e mono. Um, he, he says that 2020 has been a bad enough year, and they don't need MJF having the world title. Moxley says that MJF thinks he's real hot. But everything he's done up and up until now has been the easy part. Again, Moxley does not do it for me, man. I don't know what it is. I'm just not. I'm not into what they're doing with him right now. I think it's shoddy booking. It'll be interesting to see how they book the match Saturday. If, if I'm being honest, I mean, it'll. I, I just don't. I don't know how to take it right now. What What do you think about this promo, Jay? Okay, like like I'll I'll just take this one. So, um I uh I don't know how I'm feeling about this. I think that this is uh this is one of those matches where it, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because Moxley the way the way that Moxley has been kind of uh doing things as of late, and the way that Moxley has kind of been... Uh, I think this has been actually a pretty well-put-together uh, world title match. I think this is something that... Uh, I think this is a really well-put-together world title match. I don't necessarily think that... I don't necessarily think that Moxley is the best promo in the world, but I do think that he has been serviceable. I just don't understand what they're doing with this character. What do you think, Jay? I, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Um, and I, I don't know. Um, I, thought, I thought it was a fine promo. I didn't think it was really any different than his others. But I also have a theory that he cut all of these promos in like one after the other on the same one to two nights. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. You know, that's... Yeah, like he just had a string of promos that he did in like one night or whatever, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, pretty interesting stuff here. Uh, their match at their match at All Out is is probably you know I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for it. So yeah. Uh, next next we have Big Swole being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Uh, she will have a match with Britt Baker at All Out, which is on the pre-show, which I'll never understand. Have the Young Bucks and the Jurassic Express on the buy-in. This man. one at least has some heat going into it. Yeah. This has been a developing storyline. Yeah, and Britt Baker's been doing the work of her career as you know around this. So it's like now you're right. There's heat into this match. So I think that um, I think it's going to be. How do you feel about this match being on the buy-in? Uh, I don't love it, but. Um... And I do think that the Young Bucks Jurassic Express should be on the buy-in instead. But I think, um, you know, the Young Bucks have to get their spots in as far as um, they have to get their spots in as far as being on the pay-per-view. Um, I'm sure that the that Tony Khan believes that there's money in the Young Bucks being on the pay-per-view. Uh, there's more money in them being on the pay-per-view than, than Britt Baker versus Big Swole. I, I don't know if I agree with that, though. You know, maybe... But this is Britt Baker's first match back. It was announced it's going to be a cinematic match, which I'm actually kind of excited for yeah. um, to see where they go with that. But like I said, it'll be kind of 
it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what kind of takes place here. I'm not a fan of it being on the buy-in. She cuts a good promo here. I mean, nothing, nothing really great, but it really builds to the match, uh, on Saturday. So that's so all it, all, all of a sudden, um, big swole is being interviewed by Tony Schiavone and mm-hmm. outcomes, uh, Reba poorly disguised as a pizza delivery woman. Um, Gotta love those, right? And uh, oh, was, this delivered the uh, what she she shoves the pizza in uh, Big Swole's face, which Excalibur delivers the line of the night for me here. I says, "How dare Reba besmirch the name of quality pizza?" And that mm. got that got an audible pop out of me. Of course, there's, there's your line of the week. When Excalibur is not dropping the hard ER, you know, <laughs> he's out here. Uh, he's out here, you know. Defending pizza everywhere, which is very good. Defend know? pizza, yeah, absolutely. So if he maybe, don't, if if he doesn't defend pizza, uh, Evil Uno will. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I don't. I don't need any more Evil Uno on on screen. Pizzeria Uno, according to our boy Paula Jim, Jim Cornette. Yes, uh, but the, the cinematic match should be cool. I don't know why it's on the buy-in, but you know what? I'm not going to keep barking up this tree. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I don't run the company. So, uh, which brings us to our main event, John Moxley against Mark Sterling. Jay, did this feel like a main event match? To no. You? And I don't know. I don't know if a main event, I, I don't know what the main event should have been. I get that you want to put Moxley in the, in the main event. Cause he's, he's your top guy for now. Um, but this was, this was goofy. This was like ninety percent comedy. This mm, I'm not buying this as the main event. I would have even rather had Chris Jericho, uh, Joey Janela as the main event. Um, and was honestly surprised Chris Jericho wasn't in the main event. But honestly, if I guess if I were to have my opinion, I think Omega, the Omega promo would have been the main event material for me. So this match, uh, like I alluded to, was goofy. Mark Sterling. Um, can I tell you what bothered me about this match? Please real quick? tell me. Mark Sterling took moves like he's a wrestler. Yeah. And you're a lawyer, bro. You're supposed to be a lawyer. Don't take these moves like you know what the hell you're doing. That defeats the purpose. Yeah. You know, everybody knows you're not an actual lawyer, right? I, Me and Jay, both well-versed, we know you're not a lawyer. But don't take bumps like you're a wrestler. You've been a wrestler for years because that's exactly what it felt like here. I mean, I might be alone in that, but no, that I, me a lot. I think, um, and we don't give Reba enough credit for doing this. Reba is, she was, I believe, a wrestler in TNA um, yeah. before she was with AEW. But she, so she knows how to wrestle, but she acts like she doesn't know how to. And the way Mark Sterling did it was like goofy, um, was like, I'm just going to run away from John Moxley. Um, it felt very. It felt like less wrestling, more Three Stooges. And then when he took bumps, he acted like he knew how to take a bump. Yeah, which uh, I was not a big fan of. But yeah, John Moxley wins the match after five minutes. Hits him with the paradigm shift. The paradigm shift will be banned on Saturday in that match. But I'm sorry for all of those that are are waiting with bated breath. MJF was getting hit with the paradigm shift in that match, and I mean we're going to talk about it in the predictions, but. Come on, he's getting hit with that move. Um, but yeah, and Wardlow then attacks Moxley after the match hits the F10, which is don't get me started. Like the F10, really, obviously the F5, 
the F10, you know, what do you feel about Wardlow coming up here? By the time I get to professional wrestling, I'm going to hit it and I'll call it the F150 and Ford will sue me. Um, Wardlow at least didn't look like a valet in this segment. Yeah, you're right. He just looked like he looked like what he was supposed to be. He looked like MJF's muscle. Uh, yeah, bossing Mark Sterling around saying, you know, you messed this up. Now you get to deal with it. Go ahead and take your punishment. And yeah. uh, so that was fun to see Wardlow act like a, like a heel in that way. And then fortunately, as soon as this match ends, um, th- this match did not end soon enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said five minutes, five minutes felt like too much. Uh, <laughs> I will, I will go watch a 15 minute short with the three stooges on it instead. Um, okay. But uh, immediately Wardlow gets in, uh, starts to put the beat down on John Moxley. Uh, MJF comes off, throws the walker aside, rips the donut off, starts wailing on him as well. Um, some more blood here. Yep, yep. Moxley gets his forehead cracked open. You're right. Uh, MJF takes a neck break off. Obviously, he's okay. We all knew that. The ruse is up. We all knew he was okay the whole time. But yeah, they do a number on Moxley here. MJF grabs the title, holds it up over his head. That is a sight uh, that we might be seeing it all out. Uh, again, another. this is the second time, and I, I mentioned it a little early, this is the second time somebody gets busted open on the show. Moxley here, you know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think Saturday is going to be really interesting. I'm torn on my prediction for this match. But I think I have it, Jay. I think well, I have save our prediction for this one for the end. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, I mean that ended dynamite, and so I mean solid go home show. I think it did good. Um, I think it did good uh, to to build some storylines into the match. There's some matches I'm excited for. There's other matches I'm not excited for. But we're just gonna have to wait and see kind of uh how things take place in the next come you know the next day or so and then as we get to all out on saturday which me and jay will be covering here on one with the undercard and with that being said jay let's finish the show off today big daddy let's get into these all out predictions my man let's get it it's it's time to do it so Obviously, we talked about it. The buy-in match, Britt Baker with big, facing Big Swole. Uh, she is with Reba. It is a tooth and nail match, which was announced. It'll be a cinematic match. Nice build here. Who is your pick to win this match? Britt Baker, easy. Yeah, I think so, too. She's been doing great promo work, and now it's time for her to show it. Uh, what she can do in the ring. With it being a cinematic match, it kind of tells me maybe she's not 100% yet. You know, Maybe the knee isn't all healed up. It'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out. I am also taking Britt Baker because I think it's uh, I think it's time for her to kind of show the world what she can do. Next, we have Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. If Matt Hardy loses, he's out of AEW forever. This is pretty much a last man standing match. Who do you have in this match, Jay? You know, I said early on that I'm excited for Matt Hardy to put Sammy Guevara over. Uh, Matt Hardy putting his career on the line makes this look different. But, and I, I, I'm afraid to make this pick, honestly. Um, because I don't think we're done seeing Matt Hardy yet. And I, I don't want to be done seeing Matt Hardy yet. Um, like I, And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'd be okay with Matt Hardy entering into more of a role as a manager um, for a private party. I think that would be cool. But 
I don't know. Uh, I think Sammy Guevara still wins this match. Ooh, yeah, I got to go the other way. I think Matt Hardy wins. I think it'll be competitive and it'll be kind of interesting to kind of see if they use the broken Matt Hardy gimmick. But uh, I think it'll be very, uh, I think it'll be a very well fought match. But I think Matt Hardy comes out on top uh, and stays in AEW for the long haul. Uh, next, we have the tag team match Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus taking on the Young Bucks. Mac, Matt and Nick Jackson, this is the match that we alluded to, has zero heat to it next to a couple of others on the night. Who is your pick in this tag team match, Jay? I have to pick the Young Bucks. I don't want them to win, but they're going to win. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that the, the Young Bucks have faced a lot. Uh, they have lost a lot of matches since you know AEW started. I think now, if you're building to that FTR Young Bucks kind of feud, you got to give them some quality wins. It starts here at All Out on Saturday. Next, we have an eight-man tag team match. We have the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson taking on Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares, which is Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. They will be flanked, obviously, by Allie. Who is your pick in the eight-man tag team match, Jay? Uh, I'm praying for a giant meteor to hit so that this match doesn't have to happen. Um <laughs> I, I don't want this to happen, but I think the Dark Order continues to get put over when they don't deserve it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they actually win in dominant fashion. I think they keep they keep that steamroller going. They, they keep that Dark Order momentum going. They really want to keep Bo- Brody Lee strong with the TNT title. I think the Dark Order takes it, and I think it's kind of a squash match. I mean, I like Cardona. I like Scorpio Sky, but the National Nightmares have been very underwhelming. I think it'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out. I'm taking the Dark Order in pretty um, convincing fashion. The only Next- way this doesn't pan out in the Dark Order's favor is if, like, I think if Evil Uno gets pinned, uh, by probably Matt Cardona, and um, he had, there's hell to pay for from Brody Lee. Anyway, yeah. match. I got you. The uh, Casino Battle Royal, it's uh, Royale, I should say. Excuse me. Uh, Dar- Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent, and a couple of surprises here or there. Who was your pick to win the Casino Battle Royale? Griff Garrison. No, just kidding. I think Darby Allen wins this. You think Darby uh, Allen wins? I think he feuds with. Um, I think he feuds with the champion after this. Yeah. Um, the only reason I disagree with you is because Darby Allen just had a title shot against John Moxley. Uh, I don't know if they go to that right again. I think the final four in the match are Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and Eddie Kingston. I think Eddie Kingston wins the match for being honest. Uh, I think that I think he's got a lot of that that kind of anti-hero kind of thing going on with him, especially if Moxley retains. I think that Eddie Kingston would be a viable contender against him. Right now, I'm, I'm pulling out the underdog. I'm going Eddie Kingston in this match. I know, it's I know Eddie Kingston lost the title match recently. I don't know if he can afford to lose another one. So we'll see. Um, but Eddie well, Kingston is Eddie Kingston is absolutely money. Oh yeah, I so think I, I like your pick. Fantastic. Yeah, it's he's fantastic. So uh, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Title. Who is your pick, Jay? I think it's a very competitive match, but I think Uh Sheeta comes out on top. But I think that Thunder Rosa 
signs a deal with AEW, takes the title off of her in the next three to six months. Okay. Well, what do you what do you do with the NWA Women's Title then? Who Thunder Rosa is the champion for that company. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to kind of see. Uh, I also will go Sheeta because Thunder Rosa is not under contract right now. I can't see them putting the title on her. So we'll go Sheeta. But I will say. This will be a highly competitive match. I think mm-hmm. that it will be back and forth, and I think that Sheeta coming on a top will really boost her stock as the women's champion. So yeah. uh, I think this match will do good on a lot of fronts, and if given the time, I think it, it has the chance to really steal the show. Um, Kenny Omega and Adam Page taking on FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood, who will be with Tully Blanchard. It's time for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. Who says you, Jay? Who's going to win this title match? Be prepared, Lance, to fear the revolution. Top guys are coming out on top in this one. I do think so as well. I'll take FTR. I do think the big angle I alluded to earlier, they've been teasing Kenny Omega turning. I think Adam Page turns on Kenny Omega here, joins FTR in a pseudo four-horseman kind of stable. I also think that... uh, this will kind of tie into my main event pick, but I think Adam Page is money, and you need to start putting this rocket strap on him now. I think you need to do it. Adam Page is ready for the spotlight. He's ready for the big time. So I'm going to take FTR with Adam Page turning his back on Kenny Omega and joining uh, the revolution, if you will. Um, Chris Jericho, Orange Cassidy, the Mimosa Mayhem match. Jay. Who's getting thrown in this big vat of mimosa? All of us are getting thrown in this big vat of mimosa uh, from an emotional standpoint because this is somehow higher on the card than it should be. Um, Chris Jericho, I think, wins, but I don't. I don't know. I'm afraid that Orange Cassidy will win this, but I think, I think Chris Jericho wins this match. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, who's your pick? I, I, I hope I hope that Chris Jericho wins this match. I think Chris Jericho needs to continue to look strong. Um, I think this match yeah. is built to have Orange Cassidy win the match because you don't I think have it's built to. But yeah. I I want I think I think Jericho wins. Okay, well I, I gotta go. Orange, I gotta go Orange Cassidy in this one. I think Jericho continues putting the young guys over. I think that he gets thrown into the vat either during the match. I think you throw it into him like during the match because then he's not losing, you know, clean as a whistle. Yeah. Uh, but I think they he puts an Orange Cassidy over here, and then I just think it's all up from here for Orange Cassidy. I think he's the next star in wrestling, much of the chagrin to a lot of the pundits uh, in wrestling now. Yes. Um, so I, and then that brings us to the AEW World Title match. I've been going back and forth on this. The paradigm shift is banned in this match. Jay, who walks out with the big platinum at All Out on Saturday? Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Oh, okay. Pulling out the MJF. Okay. Do you care to elaborate? I think he hits the paradigm shift on Moxley. Oh, wow. And that's how you think he wins the match? That's how I think he wins the match. He hits the paradigm shift on Moxley while the referee isn't looking. Okay, okay. I am also taking MJF here. Really? I thought you were leaning Moxley this whole time. I was leaning Moxley. I was. But I think MJF and a newly attitude Adam Page is absolute money. 
You give me MJF and you give me the anti-hero Adam Page, I I will I will lick money off the ground for that one. That is yeah. a match that, that I think would be fantastic. That's big money. That is that is two of your biggest superstars because just because Adam Page turns on Kenny Omega in the tag team match, I don't necessarily think he's going to be a heel. I think he's going to be, and we talked about this a little off air, Jay. Mm-hmm. Adam Page is an organic Steve Austin. Yeah. Where, where John Moxley's almost like a manufactured Steve Austin. Adam Page is the real deal, man. And I think you give MJF the belt here, you have Adam Page, and Adam Page is your next guy in line, I think that's a money program. I mean, I just think that that is just where it needs to go because we talked about it before. If Adam Page and FTR, if they join forces and become like a four horseman type stable, they need a top guy in there like a Ric Flair. That guy might be Adam Page. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I think MJF wins the title here. I think this is a good match. I think the build-up to this match has some old-school vibes to it that I love. I just love everything about this match. I'm not as high on Moxley as some other people. I think MJF and Moxley make magic, but I think MJF wins the AEW world title at All Out on Saturday. I just can't help it. I think MJF wins the title. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that covers our all-out predictions. Look. We'll be covering the show. You guys can call us out on our predictions. Be like, yo, dude, you were wrong. Hey, man, great for being right. But, uh, but I mean, that's it, man. On a scale of 1 to 10, Jay, how excited are you for All Out going into the show this set? Uh, I'm, I'm like an 8 or 9 excited because the yeah. two matches uh, that we've talked about, the two title matches that we've talked about, are uh, they're going to be big money. And I, I even think the women's championship has uh, the potential to be money as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this is this is a big this is a big show. It's, it feels big. It would have been better, obviously. They were gonna have it in the Sears Center in Chicago. It would have been bigger there. I mean, don't get me wrong, but with fans, I think it'll be a different kind of. I think it'll be a different kind of feel to it. Yeah, it'll be different than what we've had, which is great and needed. Yeah, absolutely. So that is our picks for all out. We will be covering the show, hopefully, almost uh, you know a day or two after the show. That way, we can give you our thoughts on everything that happened. But yeah, Jay, I mean, that brings us to the end of the show as normal. Uh, make sure you're checking out wholefastcoffeeco.com. Use that promo code HEELTURN20. Get 20% off your basket today. Uh, make sure you're checking out the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. We have shows three times a week, Sunday, Tuesday, and Friday. Obviously, we are here on every single Friday covering AEW Dynamite. We're going to have a, a bonus show talking about All Out right after the show, which is this Saturday. Let us know your thoughts over on Facebook. Let us know your thoughts over on Twitter, at Collective Heal. Let, me, let us know um, what you think and, and how you think it's going to go. And with that being said, Jay, do you have anything else to say before we get the hell out of here? Buy your coffee from Holdfast, or don't, I'm not your mom. But Hayden French, still the reigning, defending, undisputed barista of the week for me. Uh, tell your mom I said hi, wear your mask. If you do anything, don't join the Dark Order. We'll see you next week. Yeah, absolutely. So he is Jay. I am Lance. And until next week, friends, we'll see you for a special edition of One with the Undercard covering all out. Until then, peace.